Hey everyone, welcome to the Create Initiative Podcast, the show that brings you insights and techniques from people in the creative world. We serve to help fellow creatives connect, learn, and grow. Well, I am Jason Evans, and across the table for me is the one and only Kyle Lee. Kyle, what's up, man? What is up? Feeling good? Feeling great. This is my new not as low voice. Yes, it is high. Sound weird? And we've put no modulation on that. It sounds that like just I just him. got my adenoids removed. It, it kind of does. I'm good. Okay, um, I'm back. Okay, <laughs> welcome back, That's Kyle. That's exhausting. Yeah, that would be hard to keep up, I think, the whole time. So, uh, Kyle, you informed me of something today. We're recording this on a Tuesday, uh, which is a release day for the show. And, uh, you know, we've mentioned it once or twice in the past as... Uh, Generally, tie-dye Tuesday. Yep. But uh, today you are not in your tie-dye. Can you explain us why? Well, like I was telling you, um, obviously in Oklahoma, fall doesn't start till like late October. Yep. Maybe December. And uh, But for me, fall starts August 1st. Okay. <laughs> I go with whatever the commercial seasons are. Okay. I, I'm in on it. And so... Um, like winter starts November 1st, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, maybe December 1st. You I don't put, know. Yeah, because you got Thanksgiving in there. It's not yeah. in winter. Mm, well, um, anyways, for fall, I just wasn't feeling tie-dye for the fall. Okay. So it's just, You are wearing kind of a muted color. So yeah. it's very fall-like. So do you like go and like paint your leaves brown and red and yellow or anything? Like- well, normally by August, it's so hot and dry. This is August was different Yeah, that all the leaves are dead. You know, it's not like, it's not nice, like fall colors, but they're just dead and brown. Yeah. And just like the grass and, um, but a little different with all the rain we've been getting. Yeah. It's, it's unseasonably moist here in Oklahoma. Mm. Moist. Uh, moist. It's a good it's podcast a, word. It's such a funny word. Moist. Moist. I had a video shoot yesterday out in a field that every time I've been in that field at this time of year, it is like it looks like somebody's mowed it just because nothing is growing. And, uh, so went out there yesterday, my bad for not doing a site visit, uh, because there was grass and tree or weeds and all kinds of things growing that were like waist high. Mm. So it, it ultimately affected the entire video shoot. So it's my bad for not checking it out, but definitely your uh, fault. As you mentioned, normally this time of year, things are not growing in Oklahoma. Yeah. And like I said, but it's totally fall now. It is fall. Uh, I lit my fall candle. Yeah. <laughs> smells great. Uh, very fallish. Now, join us for our new segment. It's called, What's That Smell? It's where you, the listeners, guess what we're smelling. Go. You're right. That is correct. Winner, winner. Congratulations, everyone. Well, hey, Kyle, uh, I think we've wasted enough of our listeners' time uh, with that with that fun little diatribe, but Hey, it is, it is time for <laughs> our new segment. Uh, it is time for an old segment, one that we so lovingly like to do called something new. And Kyle, you have got something very interesting for us today. Uh, what do you got? Yes. I saw this, uh, back in January, so you can say it's new or whatever, but they've been developing over the, over the summer, over the year and, um, been going to all the technology shows and whatnot but as a worship leader um always looking at these new things and in your monitoring um me and you have discussed i'm probably discussed it on the podcast before using um different types of in-ear monitoring mm-hmm. solutions uh whether it be headphone amps or wireless packs um but with the advent of digital boards um almost anyone can use their phone to connect to the digital board yeah. to control their own monitor 
And so that's what we do here. Um, but this uh, new company called Audio Fusion, um, they have come out with a software that you download onto your phone and it integrates with a computer program um, to where you can actually plug your headphones right into your phone and monitor. You you have your own in your monitor right there. Okay. And so, uh, you know, it's called uh, Audio Fusion. They label it, you know, hear exactly what you need to hear on stage without the hassle at a fraction of the cost, you know. So wireless packs are expensive, mm-hmm. or, you know, cheapest be around like $500 a piece for one that is going to be uh, good, but they're saying for this, it's, I haven't looked at all the pricing, but uh, how it works is, let's see how it works. It uses just Wi-Fi, so it broadcasts multi-channel audio over Wi-Fi in real time. There's, they they claim zero latency. Okay. And so um, there's, a, I'm in a couple of worship leader groups on Facebook and a couple of people swear by it. They got to use the beta version that was released earlier this year and uh, swear by it that it works you can connect it to phones. You can connect it to an iPad, um, whatever, whatever you need to connect it to. And so, pretty much, you just have to have your mixer connected to a router. Okay. And then, uh, that uh, your computer, you have to have a computer connected to that same router, and then those your phones can kind of get it from wirelessly from that computer, pretty much. Okay. And so, help me through this because this is completely new to me, but I am fascinated by this um so like like you you mentioned the behringer system and using like a headphone amp to plug your headphones in and then you can use your phone to still control your monitor mix yeah but what this does is it eliminates the need for the amp altogether right yeah so you would just need a computer with this software and the computer and the soundboard and everything would just need to be on the same network yeah and it just uh it doesn't have to be um it just has to be a network, um, just a router. Okay. So I don't think it actually has to be connected. You don't have to have an ISP. You don't have to be actually on the internet. And okay. so, um, but it says, so it, they, they call it Soundcasters, their software. And it, it said it converts any digital audio source into a multi-channel audio stream. And hmm. so basically, um, probably the same, a lot, a lot of the same as like voice over IP, like yeah. that our phones do, um, except much more robust and but so it is very very interesting their uh, website looks good too yeah it, it does look good um i i really want you to try this out and then tell us how it goes so we, we'll we do we'll just do a review got wireless packs. <laughs> well i'm gonna need you to to try this out no so, uh i'm definitely gonna look into it though this is interesting for sure it says so the performer app, that's the one you get on your phone or mm-hmm. whatever for your monitor makes us free. Okay. Um, Soundcaster, which is the one you would have on your computer is a hundred dollars. Okay. And then, um, director, which is the one I'm trying to figure out. Um, one time purchase allows one performer and one director to connect. Oh, so it's a hundred, it's going to be $100 per per Person. monitor, which okay. is, it's considerably cheaper. It's still much cheaper than because we're talking about the headphone system. amps. Yeah, that's like twenty five bucks. Yeah, for a wired solution, yeah. you pay hundred bucks, and that would be worth it. If it's interesting, if you're, for look, sure. if you're looking for a low cost, um, in ear monitor solution, wireless solution, do this exactly one hundred percent foolproof. 
Well, this is this is <laughs> definitely very interesting. So, if anybody out there who is listening has either tried this or is willing to be a beta tester for us, we will not pay you. We will not buy the software for you. Uh, we will we will not help you in any way. But if you would like to test it for us and then give us some feedback, uh, let us know how this works in your eyes and uh, let us know whether it's worth it or not. You know. Ooh, and. It says on their site, it says they've got another app coming soon called Director, and that would be um, a person could have that app and they would be able to listen to each individual's mix like within that <laughs> app and I think and uh, help control their mix like within okay. that app, which I mean you can do on your soundboard anyway, yeah. so your sound guy could do. And so, because that is one of the things that um, if your team has never built their own mix, if they've always just relied on the sound guy to build build their mix for them, then, um, they might need some type of training to let, like just some basics, like, Hey, this is what you'd want to do. Because if not, you may get blown headphones. Yeah. You may get them always complaining that the mix doesn't sound right. And so, because you can't just assume that now that they can control their own, that they're automatically sound engineers. And so, um, just something to think about. Yeah, that is cool. Like I said, uh, if any of you have tried that out there, let us know. Endorsed um, by Jason Evans. Uh, <laughs> not yet. Uh, I'm definitely willing to consider trying it um but uh well check that out if anyone has tried it let us know we would love to hear your review well kyle i have something that is is definitely not so new it's actually something i've been using for two or three years but um it's definitely not near as technologically advanced as advanced at that um but i want to talk about something called boomerang which is uh i've used it in for it's a app that adds into your Gmail account. And what Boomerang does is it allows you to schedule emails to be sent at a later time. Uh, it allows you to set up email reminders. Like if you send an email and you can create a reminder, Hey, if I haven't heard anything back in like three days, uh, you know, pop it back in my inbox and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's a tool. When I first tried it out, I didn't really think I would use it. I thought I would use it more so to hide from people. Um, but what I've really found uh, is they keep adding to this app and, and they have a free version and a paid version. I've only used the free version, which basically limits how many messages you can boomerang a month. Yeah. So it what gives, you're saying is you at credit. first you didn't like it, but then it came back around. Yeah. Just like you. a boomerang. Man. Yeah. That's, That's good stuff. You, you really landed that. That was good. Yep. Um, but so what it does is um, it they have a few options that they've added here in the last couple of years that I absolutely love. And one is uh, they have like a, a rating scale. Uh, like when you type in a subject line to your email, like it'll populate like this is this the subject line strength is a three or a six or an eight as far as likelihood to get opened. And then the actual message you write, it'll rate it as like a likelihood or you'll actually get a response. And so like it's it's funny because like just changing words and, and I don't know how accurate that is, obviously. Um, but but they're just little tools like that. You can pause your inbox if I'm a compulsive inbox person. So like if I have unopened emails, I, I, I will stop everything I'm doing until everything has been gone through and deleted. Like I don't I have a very clean inbox. I only have in there what I what I want. In there. I don't delete emails. Well, you're one of those guys. Yep. Um, but I'm I'm the opposite of that. And so what you can actually do uh, with like your Gmail account is you can pause it, and so nothing new will come in, and you can set that up for an hour, or for days, or or whatever you want. 
Um, so it's just got some cool tools and I've just found out they actually have one for Outlook now if you're an Outlook user. Um, and so I haven't tried that one, but I, I use Outlook for my daily work at the office. And so I may give that a shot. Um, but like I said, I didn't think I would use it much a couple years ago, but now I use it routinely. It, it just comes back around. Yeah, so, so, so if you've been trying to reach Jason through email, he has definitely paused you. Yeah. If you, if you haven't heard back from yeah, me he, and, it, and it will give paused. reminders if I don't respond to somebody as well. So, um, but anyway, uh, check it out if that's anything yeah. that interests you. And there are several out there. Boomerang is just the one that I, I landed on. Um, and so, uh, yeah, like I said, not, not as cool as yours, yeah. but, um, it is a useful tool that I find myself using almost every day. Uh, and, and really just cause I feel like the need to be transparent, um, the reason I use it is more so because I tend to work at very odd hours. And so I'll just, I'll just boomerang the email. You know, I may be working on it seriously at like five in the morning, but I'll let it go out at like eight forty-five AM. So it doesn't feel like I'm yeah. weird. And and I don't want to force people to try to You're dis- respond. A deceiver. To I am. I am. I think we could buy the rights for a Reliant K song boomerang to play during this outro. Uh, we can try that. Do you want to? Okay. Uh, well, you'll I'll just sing it. Yeah. <clears throat> you rock me like I don't remember the words. Hey, that sounded really sounded like Matt there. That is our something new segment, and actually, you got three for the price of two in that scenario. Thank you very much, Kyle. Well, uh, we need to take a break. When we come back, we've got uh, a great interview in line for you. So um, stay tuned, and we will get right back with more of the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Create Initiative Podcast. On today's show, we are pleased to have Samantha Wright and Zach Bernanski from Victory Church in Tulsa join us. Uh, Sam and Zach, they they both are heavily involved in the social media aspect of the church, and uh, we talk a lot about that throughout the, the, the interview, and uh, we talk about a few other things as well. So let's just get right to it. Uh, let's hear from Sam and Zach. To get things started, uh, we'll we'll start with you, Zach, because Sam already said she she contend to talk. Um, <laughs> a little bit. So, but, Sounds good. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and and what you do here at Victory, and and maybe even how you got here. Yeah, so I am a social media designer and coordinator here, um, designing a lot of the content that goes on both Victory's page and Pastor Paul's Doherty's page. Okay, and I'm also I also help him with posting and strategy and coordinating that social page as well. Um, some of my, I also will gear over and do some inner church and me, in-service media stuff like that. So help the video team out. But most of what I'm focused on is social media design. Okay. Awesome. And uh, Sam, uh, yeah. what about you? Uh, yeah. So I'm the social media coordinator here. Uh, and then I manage our um, volunteers, anything entailing media, so photography, graphic design, um, people that want to help with social, um, and then a little bit of our like uh, church online uh, digital reach team that we're incorporating now. Um, and so I manage our um, also our platform managers. So Victory has 
a numerous amount of entities. And so with those entities, um, people within those departments that are um, up to those current like events that are happening in there, uh, they are managing those platforms. So I kind of manage those people okay, uh, so, as well. But that way you don't have to be the one. I don't have to be the one posting. We just, yeah, we organize content for them, make content, uh, help them get better at content for that platform. Okay. Do you, do you off the top of your head know how many different platforms like it, Victory has? Yeah, we have, um, we have about like 15. Okay. Um, and those, um, that just means like the account as a whole. So they're kind of like departments. Mm-hmm. Um, and then within that, um, we only have like four Twitter accounts that we're keeping. Um, everyone basically has an Instagram mm-hmm. and a Facebook. So, okay. And Let's go ahead and go there. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, yeah. So, so obviously, I think research is showing Instagram is, you know, like that's, that's that's the thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, why? What have you guys found has been beneficial by kind of steering towards Instagram and maybe, you know, you're still using the other channels, but really yeah. focusing on Instagram. Um, I think honestly, like everything is a picture and a caption, mm-hmm. and that's Instagram. Um, since Facebook owns Instagram, I think that they are strategically like seeing the popularity um, in like the smaller, more honed in, simple profile mm-hmm. as to Facebook is a little more cluttered. Um, so many ads and different things. And um, it, they're both user friendly in ways. But um, for Instagram, I think that everyone's attention spans are running out. <laughs> um, we're training them to run out <laughs> with social yeah. media. And so with stories, IGTV, um, those are definitely training the as- attention spans to you know be a little shorter. But on content, like it's pleasing to the eye. Um, and so you can have this grid feed almost like a really nice little laid out website. It's not mm-hmm. a website, but um, I think it just, it looks a little bit more organized. Um, and then, yeah, Zach, do you have anything? I mean, yeah, I think it's, what are you trying to go for? Because with Facebook, yeah. Facebook does still have the wider reach. It has mm-hmm. over 2 billion users over on Facebook. But what you're getting with Instagram is you're getting that interaction and engagement a lot more. So people who are on Instagram tend to engage, comment, like, Um, things like that with your Instagram more. And so with that, not only is it a great place to be creative and Mm -hmm. kind of show more design type aspect of stylize it, but it's also a great place (laughs) to engage. um, And especially that kind of 18 to 29, even up to 35 year old range, it's just a great place. That's why I think we are loving Instagram right now and why we're pushing so hard on Instagram is for that engagement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and everything's like personalized too, like with gifts and like tagging your location mm-hmm. and like how the algorithm is set up. All of that is just very much like they're pushing you to engage. And yeah. so everyone's just kind of hopping on that train. And I think that's why we're on it more. Cool. How does a person find themselves being employed to run social media and to oversee <laughs> a social media for a church? I, I mean, kind of what's your story yeah. uh, to get here? Um. Sorry, I guess I'll go. Yeah, go ahead. Ahead. Um, so I was an intern um, for John Doherty. He's our creative pastor, and uh, no one was doing social media when he took over our media office. It was um, he was realizing it was like a you know a free marketing tool. So mm-hmm. he started jumping on trying to take pictures with his phone, all of that. Um, as I became an intern, you know um, things were we were getting more advanced in our photography field with volunteers, and I was just helping with whatever was really needed. Uh, and I really found myself to be passionate about 
what is happening here, like at Victory and in Tulsa. Um, and so I want to communicate that um, where people are listening. And so that's on social. Mm-hmm. And um, my job really wasn't a job. We didn't really have anyone on staff for it. Um, and so as John was kind of seeking and searching, um, I didn't really know a lot about content development or photography. Uh, and so I just kind of uh, jumped on just being passionate about what we were doing. And that kind of um, drove me to, you know, learn how to do all the things that yeah. make up social. And so, yeah. Wow. Awesome. What about you, Zach? So I started, <laughs> it's a long journey. I originally graduated from ORU about two years ago with my finance degree. Okay. Quickly realized that's not what I wanted to okay. do. So I ended up teaching myself um, some video through YouTube and stuff like that and got involved with Victory volunteering. Uh, I was part of the apprenticeship. It's kind of like an internship with our media office here. It's about 20 hours a week. So started doing that, learned a ton through there. Did that for eight months and... Um, the opportunity came up where they needed someone. They, the video team was overwhelmed trying to do stuff for social media and mm-hmm. create stuff for service as well. It was just a lot to put on uh, the team size that they had. So they brought me on to take on that social media side. So it was kind of like there's a need and you just kind of just had open hands. It was ready yeah. to fill in when they brought the opportunity to me. So well, that, that, that's awesome. And, um, what what was it like to transition from just doing like full scale video stuff to only focusing on social? Like, how did you have to alter? Did you have to alter like the way you edited a video or shot a video, or were you still kind of figuring that out? Yeah, I think it's it it was very different. I think especially for Instagram was format. Yeah, you go from those wide videos to now you're down to Instagram where uh, you do square videos Mm -hmm. or even those long 1080 by 1920 for stories. And so it did change uh, the way I looked when I was shooting a shot. You have a different screen. Um, And so I think it's constantly trying to figure out what's the best way to shoot things, what's the best way to format things, and you're constantly changing your style and changing your tweaks. Um, I did have to learn a lot of After Effects just with the nature of social media. I felt like it was a lot more motion graphics, especially on stories, were super helpful and fun and something new to break up the normal story. So I have had to teach myself a lot of that and that's been, but that's been awesome. I love yeah. That. I mean, it's a great, <laughs> it's a great reason to have to learn after effects. Oh for yeah, sure. absolutely. Um, and so like if you guys are doing, uh, like broad promotions for a church event, um, so you're hitting, you're not only hitting Instagram, but you're doing, you know, Facebook, Twitter, you're doing, you know, web promo type stuff or maybe a YouTube channel and all that. So your footage is, it, theoretically it's going to be built for widescreen like do you go in and just chop up what you can or do you also like in pre-production do you shoot in a way where you can use it in both formats if i can i will shoot for insta story um just with it in mind and so i can format everything to that it's not always possible sometimes i'll take an edited video and i'll take clips of what i can and the nice thing is you can take a one minute video put down to 15 seconds so I'll just take the clips that will work and kind of reorganize it and reformat the video so it has the same look, same clips, maybe just piece together a different way okay. to fit in that Insta story size. Okay. Well, that's awesome. I think, you know, because it's still such a new, 
it, it's still so new, like Instagram mm-hmm. stories and then IGTV and yeah. all that. So I'm always looking for just ways you can, you can try to multitask. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, game, yeah. you know, you uh, know, cause it changes. Uh, Sam, I want to ask you, we've already talked yeah. about engagement and mm-hmm. how Instagram has definitely proven to be a way for your church to engage. Mm-hmm. Um, let me, uh, how do you get people to engage with your channel? If I can be like, yeah. as someone who's like, I don't know what to do, like to get mm-hmm. people to actually interact with, with our, our media. I mean, yeah. what are ways you guys have found to, to create engagement? First of all, like with people even inside your church. Yeah. Um, I think it goes to, or it goes down to like, what, what are things you like to see on posts? Um, so taking the lens off of like that we're doing it for a church, mm-hmm. um, what do, what's, what's relevant currently? Um, if there is like a, a train that people are on of something that's relevant and thriving, if it's a special song or like a certain look on a video yeah. or a graphic, um, certain fonts, whatever it is, like jump on those while they're going. Um, and I think incorporate them from that inspiration that you see, but then also just like making sure you're putting out content that is inspiring pieces and it's a part of the experience of what you are promoting and doing. It's Mm -hmm. not just information. It's not just like times to come to our services. It's like the, the experience, the testimonies, um, what is going to get someone to really, um, want to step out and come to a service? Is it like a graphic saying like, join us on a Sunday morning? Or is it like a testimony photo of someone at an altar, um, actually having a moment with God? Um, and so finding those stories and finding a way to tell them in a condensed way on social media is hard. Um, but I think that's something that we're always working towards. And then, um, I think also just simple things like interactive stories. There's so many, um, different things you can do. Um, like having a story up every day is really important. Mm -hmm. I think for engagement, um, because you know, people click them and they just watch through all of them that are current. Um, and then, uh, in like captions, keeping things a little bit shorter, um, more manageable to read. Um, something we've also found is just um, making some of our posts like um, the bigger size, um, like the 1080 by 1340. Um, it takes up more of a person's scroll okay. versus the square. Um, those are small, like logistic tactics that you yeah, can do. Yeah. Um, but then also like, I mean, people are always like, oh, check out my new post. <laughs> I don't think you always have to do that. Um, but then also like staying in response to people as they are reaching out and they are messaging, DMing, mm-hmm. um, even if they're tagging you in a story, like responding is our top priority. Okay. Um, because if they're not going to keep posting about it and like, it's very personable. We want to be personal. We want to let them know, like, thank you for sharing about us. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing this moment because people are putting like their love language in social media <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we want to show them love back. Yeah. yeah that, I, mean, that, I think that's a great, great answer. So uh, do people within your church, I mean, are they pretty active in sharing like victories yes. posts and things like that? Is yeah. there a, was that a natural thing or was there any kind of like, um, I, I don't know if training is the right word, but was it ever like spoken from, you know, it was like the stage or even if you post something like, yeah. Hey, share it. Well, like. we do, we've done social media giveaways, okay. um, which is definitely something you can get people to interact with, um, because you know, they might get something or whatever. Um, but it's, uh, getting them to like tag people in it and everything like that. We've done a handful of those for certain events, but, um, we, 
uh, keep all of our like heavily involved volunteers, uh, pastoral team, and um, staff members in different creative areas mm-hmm. um, that we know would want to share content. We keep them on like a photo stream. Okay. Um, and so we're keeping good content for them from our volunteers accessible for them. So then they're seeing all these good photos, and instead of them trying to take a really awful photo from section C on their phone, zoomed in to yeah. worship, yeah. they're going to get some good high quality images um, wow. that we you know, capture, we edit, we get them up before service is over. And so people have those and then the experience they just, you know, we're in, they get to share about and we have them kind of accessible. We've made that system and trained our team. And mm-hmm. um, honestly, all of our staff is very aware of our system on how they get photos. Um, so our media office is just really involved in um, those like volunteers and staff members letting them know, hey, like we have something for you if you want to share. Yeah, It's not really said from pulpit. Uh, I know our pastoral team, they kind of always post, I think, I don't know if Pastor Paul's like, hey, post about us, but I think they just want to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Their life is submerged in it. So yeah. They, they well, post about it. I, I've never uh, heard of that, you know, like sharing a photo stream. I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, um, so, so just any, like any of the leaders that, so not necessarily on staff even, but just like volunteer leaders and stuff, um, or is it only on staff? It's not only on staff. We have different uh, streams for different uh, entities, okay. basically. Okay. Um, we have a main victory photo stream that's going to be all of our service photos. Um, iCloud photo streams cap at 5,000. Mm-hmm. And Apple, if you're listening... Can you make it a little bit better, like 10,000 maybe? Um, you <laughs> know, um, yes, at Steve Jobs, come back. Uh, no, but with that, um, you are adding them by phone number. Whoever makes yeah. it owns the stream. Um, you can add, anybody can add photos to it, but we don't, people know not to yeah, add yeah. to it because we're just keeping edited content. That's also content that our um, AV team is using. If like, say we have a walk it out outreach and Pastor Paul wants to show photos from the outreach that happened that same they day, can pull them from, they pull them from that okay. stream. So it's just easy, accessible. It helps with communication um, so that I'm not constantly like texting everyone and their dog for photos. For photos. That, I, I think that's great. Um, <laughs> that's an awesome yeah. idea. Uh, what about engagement with people outside the church? Like, are there ways that, I know you mentioned giveaways, uh, mm-hmm. like, are there ways that you try to target people that, that aren't actively coming to the church? Yeah. Um, I would say, especially with our victory downtown, um, like Instagram, we are constantly tagging locations of things. Okay. Um, and then also um, like shouting out what is going on um, in Tulsa. Um, and we're constantly just um, kind of like, we're just showing Tulsa love in ways where people can find us not by um, looking up church hashtags and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, but then also uh, just posting things that are not church-like where people see it and they're like, oh, this is a church's Instagram. Um, So in our creative meetings, we have those um, like every Wednesdays, um, we're constantly looking at inspiration that's not from church feeds. Okay. Um, And yeah, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I think that it can kind of go off what we were just saying too about our shared folders is we make sure there's quality content for people who are other outside of yeah. even just our staff to be able to share stuff because we found that those who are coming do want to share. They are excited about what's going on and they want to let their community know as well. And yeah. their reach is even farther than our reach. Yes. It's, every, yeah. it's all their followers. Yeah. So whether it's through a shared folder or having a story where you, where you say, 
screenshot, screenshot the next story yeah. and it's an invite to Easter, invite yeah. to conference that they can screenshot and share on their story. It's just having content available for others to share and post. And then we've also occasionally run some Facebook ads. Uh, I oh, love Facebook sure. Facebook ads. You can kind of yeah. target and Facebook yeah. has such yeah. a huge database on people that you can really kind of bring, narrow that down Those to this is who I want to yeah. target and yeah. kind of get that out on other on some feeds uh, around Tulsa area and bite through that. So yeah, we there, set a little money aside, especially for like conference Easter mm-hmm. and Christmas, mm-hmm. which are like our big three. Um, yeah. And just making sure the content people are sharing about us is quality. So they see the consistent brand of victory everywhere. Yeah. So when yeah. they see certain things, we almost want them to be like, oh, that looks like victory. <laughs> um, uh, that consistency, I think, is really key just in excellence. And excellence makes people interested. So Yeah. Do you guys do Instagram promotions also? Yeah, boosting posts. Okay, um, yeah. yeah, and those go along with Facebook. You kind of have to have a Facebook yeah, yeah. page in order to do those. And so we run them simultaneously. Yeah, we'll do okay, both. you'll do you both. Do both. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's, you, you mentioned Victory Conference and in, in, that is a huge event for you guys. Um, it's a week long, right? It is. Yeah. And uh, for anyone who, who may have been watching your accounts this past, I guess is what, two weeks ago? Something like that is the time of this recording. Yeah. yeah. yeah still so. August. So yeah. yeah, I forgot it was still August. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, let me just say you guys did an amazing job Thank on you. social media between stories and uh, just, it, I mean, I, I didn't attend the event, but it really made me wish I would have. You know, so like you guys did a great job. Thank well, you. if if we can kind of deep dive into yeah. what, what that what it took for you guys to make that happen on social media, um, what what was your I guess planning like from the beginning of like we we want to target this, these things in our mm-hmm. social media uh, yeah. during the event? What did that look like? Oh man, well. Um, lots of meetings. Yeah. And then once those meetings were over, it was like, what did we talk about? <laughs> um, I think keeping the Victory Conference branding consistent was one of my biggest goals. Um, and I think um, it. I was very happy with it. Um, keeping the, so Dustin Coble, he's our, um, our designer. Um, we, he's, he brands everything with Victory. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, like the color scheme of our marketing and all of that. So uh, just transferring that onto anything that we were um, pushing out. Um, and then I just kind of went through a breakdown of um, Instagram and Facebook, what we were going to be posting um, each day leading up to it. We had a lot of content available for people to yeah. share about it. Um, and it, then how, how far out did you target really, really trying to promote? Um, we started promoting like end of May, beginning of June, Okay. but like lightly. Yeah. And then definitely like six to week out, six to weeks or six to eight weeks yeah. out heavily, um, consistently and, um, keeping days on our calendar where those days were only for victory conference promo. So any entity in victory, um, because our main account has to promote, you know, everything under the sun that's going on. Yeah. We were like, Hey, these are, this is blocked out. We'll, we'll promote what is going on with your area after conference. Um, just cause it was the church's goal to get everyone there. So, yeah, yeah. um, and we wanted all the other platforms I addressed with them, uh, just posting about it as well. Um, and so, uh, it was a real big priority making content that we thought our speakers would want to share as well, um, for their engagement, mm-hmm. um, and getting that engagement 
um, from their followers, um, connecting us with those people um, to tune in online and watch as well. Because um, you know some of the speakers that came, that's other people's pastors. Yeah. yeah. So we wanted them to listen, and um, that was that happened as well. Um, and then just keeping our teams, we had a pretty. Um, intense team uh, system and group of volunteers that um, made all of it happen Um, from story shooters and editors, um, hosts in the lobby. We were capturing that stuff for IGTV and then um, just a list of graphics that needed to be made. Um, We kept it pretty consistent. Um, Every day there was kind of similar things posted. It was like a a rotation, um, mm-hmm. but they were all different in ways, um, also aligned with you know what the speaker um, touched on and everything. Yeah. We wanted to yeah. do that. Um, I'm trying to think of anything specific that would be like a practical. Well, uh, on the so how many volunteers kind of helped? Uh, maybe you know I'm sure you had different ones yeah, every different night, days. but like on a on a day like how many volunteers would be involved um, in the in the process um so there was like four video people mm-hmm. okay um, only for social or video for only for social but okay. one of them was getting stuff for social and for recap okay purposes um well maybe five i guess in a sense um and then we had like i guess um three to four doing our uh, podcast process in the lobby Mm -hmm. within our team. We had two to three people doing our church online, um, that uh, responding and uh, engaging with people that are tuning in, um, hosting the chat rooms. And then I had two people for social, one person for graphic design, uh, one to two editors. One of them would be a second editor, so they would also shoot. Okay. So it was like an editor and then a, a like a standby editor in case we got overloaded, um, which most nights we were yeah. overloaded because we <laughs> just were taking pictures every second. Um, and then like uh, three to four shooters. The shooters were sectioned out between uh, lobby, pre and post service, and then who was shooting the speaker uh, just because of, you know, you don't want all these people out there while the speaker's yeah, talking. It's yeah. very distracting. Um, shooting that. And then we had... Um, so those people rotated between like pre and post service worship. Do yeah. do you give them like shot sheets? I do. Okay. Yeah, I give them a shot list. I actually just use the simple Notepad on, for Apple like mm-hmm. notes on your computer phone. Um, it all connects, and so I'll add their contact, and it's shareable. So it's like a checklist, and so we have a meeting. We go over the shot list. Um, their name is assigned to things. Um, some people work better with that. You know, they're like, yeah. oh, these are my shots, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and then there's actually like a checkbox option. And so I put that on there. And when they get it, they check it off. And, you know, we actually used like little radios. It was really fun. Uh, <laughs> like, hey, I need you to get this shot. I didn't know Stephen Furtick was bringing a child on the stage <laughs> with a chain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we were <laughs> talking uh, through that. But I was like, hey, did you check off your shot list? Because that helps me. Um, keep organized with them and yeah. then also they know what is priority to yeah. take pictures of because they can take pictures of our entire event but I don't need 3,000 photos to go through yeah you know so yeah and that's I think that's a good point because that's you can get over an abundance and sometimes the same thing it's if, a you're, blessing, if you're not the careful abundance. <laughs> yes yeah um what what did that week look like for you Zach yeah. oh <laughs> <laughs> Zach was running around sweating 
It was anything and everything okay. video. So we were filming podcasts in the lobby all week. He we did one with the main Pretty speaker. Serious, yeah. yeah, every night, pretty much. He was having other pastors that were in town do podcasts. So we were always available to do that. And just editing, we were editing in-service videos. So at this point, I was interworking with the video team because okay. we just had so much yeah. content, both for social and for service, that we were all hands on deck. So I was getting stuff ready for that night, uh, working on recap videos from the nights before. Um, We did, we posted a recap every next morning. Um, So Mm -hmm. Zach teamed up with another guy and they kinda. So yeah, it was kinda live, you put live, live put footage together throughout the day and then kinda finalized it the next morning. And we used presets, we kinda got some, I developed some after effect presets, overlays that we could just throw on. Everything would kinda have the same visual. Mm -hmm. And I think that was, one thing I was super happy with and impressed with with our team and with our content that came out was it all had a very similar feel through that week. And that's I think great. that's what we wanted. We wanted to jump behind that, that look that Dustin Coble had kind of designed yeah. and came up with and, and just so give it a similar feel. So it was fun, but it was just all making sure all <laughs> the video elements were just ready to go and finalized and for whatever need, whether it be social media or in service. Well, I want to ask while I'm thinking about it. So recap video and then also, you know, you, you kind of manage the the media for your pastor's account. Mm -hmm. And so if it's a video or things like that, what, what are you looking for when you have like a speaker quote? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? I mean, is it just something that resonates or are there certain things you're looking for that? Because like, you know, I'll, I'll be in a situation where I'll find like the perfect quote, but mm-hmm. then it goes on for like mm-hmm. five two seconds, yep. you know, or five minutes. Mm-hmm. And so like, all right, like just as, cause you're in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, even on a Sunday, you're trying to find those things. What, what are you looking for to find those, those moments? So on a sun on a Sunday in conference, I felt like it was a little different. So okay. conference, I was looking for some power moments, some okay. ending of maybe a point, something that in ten to fifteen seconds, if I had to stretch it two clips, do a thirty second clip, that's fine too. Um, just something powerful in that moment, something that is fun. I look at it both from an audio and a visual perspective. Mm-hmm. What's on the camera? What what angle is That's it? Good, yeah. What what is he doing? Like, what's the this is a preacher just kind of standing there, or is he running around the stage? Because I think. Screaming. With video, you you do yeah. have that that visual yeah. side of it. So that's what I'm looking for. Was looking for in conference. When I'm looking on a week to week basis, I'm not just looking for something that's powerful and in a short moment. And what is he doing? But I'm also looking to what will draw attention to his sermon or get it, get people to swipe up to tune in online. Yeah. So sometimes maybe it is a cliffhanger. Sometimes it's not a full point. And I think it's okay. I think the mo- the the main point of it is to try and gain that first attention and then garner that swipe up yeah. or that, I want yeah. More. that, yeah, I, I yeah. want to go see that full yeah. message or I want to join them live online. So that's what I'm looking for on a okay. weekend type, yeah. a normal weekend to weekend type. Okay. Field. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I want to talk about IGTV cause, okay. um, you know, that's a new, it's still a very new thing yes. with Instagram and you guys really try to utilize it for conference for, mm-hmm. for people who didn't see it. Could you maybe explain yeah. what you, what you did and then what was the, how did you feel like it went? Oh, yeah. Um, so we, we kind of discussed Zach and I and another video guy just about the ins and outs and our opinion on what we've been seeing. And it, it wasn't something where we wanted to, we want, we want people to see now conferences up on YouTube. People can purchase it as well. We wanted to leave 
stories. There were already going to be clips of our um, speakers that came, and then also you know posting photos of them. So IGTV needed to be something different. Yeah, it yeah. needed to be something completely different. So we went with experience of conference. Um, we staged some um, some of our. Uh, just heavily involved volunteers uh, doing some fun pre-service games in Mm -hmm. the lobby with people that were waiting. So for people that were at conference, then they may got, they maybe got to see themselves hula hooping in the lobby. (laughs) Um, And so if you guys go check it out, it is a weird compilation um, that we thought was hilarious. It took off the, um, sometimes I think in church media, you can have this like heavy pre- presence, like every post has to be over spiritualized. Yeah, yeah. And so we, we took that off of it and we made it fun. Um, it fit with the branding. So, um, all of that was designed pre like templates and we put it on top of it. And so we did like games pre-service, the podcast was happening in the lobby. So mm-hmm. we weren't trying to be distracting of that. Um, but we wanted to add something to our lobby that was still entertaining people. Cause some of them started waiting at like 3 PM and doors didn't open till like six 30. Yeah. So yeah. we, we wanted to do something, um, for those people and then, um, just utilize it on social media. Um, so we just kind of killed two birds with one stone, yeah. um, making an entertainment live for who was there, making it like, Ooh, even the lobby is fun. Like I want to go tomorrow, you know? Um, and then we did some giveaways on it as well. So we gave people like t-shirts and merch and stuff like yeah. just all of that, uh, within those little giveaway games. Um, so it was just a fun highlight, something for people to feel like they experienced it and make sure they're going to experience Victory Conference 2019. Awesome. So would you, do you feel like it was uh, a win for you guys? I think it was successful. We are still grasping the concept of IGTV because, um, you know, everyone just wants to take the media they put all over Instagram on that as well. And I don't think that is going to be our goal. Um, I think it needs to be something different. Um, A reason like we need to direct our audience, hey, here's a new avenue and channel within this platform. Here's what you're going to go like to this four, it's going to be for something different. Yeah. And so we're still kind of mapping that out. It may be different seasonally. Um, it may be different per our big three, um, events. What tools do you use like mm-hmm. for, for everything? Um, like, are you a native poster? Or do you like to use a software to schedule yeah. things out or, yeah. or what's that look like for you? So we currently use Sprout Social. Uh-huh. Um, our, um, our boss, Kevin, he used it um, where he worked previously. And so uh, we thought it would work best. We kind of, uh, we might change a little bit because uh, Sprout does not, or uh, it only lets you like queue up Instagram posts it, and it reminds you it doesn't actually post it, it post, for you. Yeah. It will post for Twitter and Facebook, um, but it only allows one Twitter account on there. Um, I use it for analytics. Um, he thought, we, we thought it was going to be the most impressive analytic um, finder, mm-hmm. um, aside from the platforms that already have their own analytics. So Sprout Social will be good um, if I'm not able to organically post. Victory likes to organically post. Okay. Um, I think it's just because we uh, don't want to like, you have a schedule, but don't feel like you have to stay in that schedule. Like you don't always have to post something that fits with your feed. You're going to post something that's a better photo and you may not get that 
ahead of time. You yeah. may get it right in that moment. Yeah. Um, be prepared for that. You know, so I think since social media is ever changing, that's why we organically post a lot. Yeah. Um, and then we may have different ideas that come up and we want to jump on it right then um, while it might be fresh and new. Um, as for planning and organizing that stuff, um, we're switching over to OneDrive for a lot of our documents mm-hmm. and sharing that with our team um, if that's holding volunteer information and what they do. Um, we also have a form stack. Um, that we, how people get involved in media, TV, or AV uh, with Victory. So that form stack helps me um, just evaluate those volunteers. They submit work, they fill out what they're proficient in, all of that. Um, So that's another system I use. And then we use Asana in our um, Mm -hmm. office. Asana is pretty popular. Um, It is just a managing platform for checklists and projects and keeping all of that contained. Uh, And so on there, I communicate, uh, you can comment and tag yeah. um, people in it. So um, John and I will communicate uh, about social or Zach and I will maybe about apprentices if they have projects. So we assign them projects. And so we communicate on there. Uh, and then I used to use Google Drive a lot for planning out my like schedule of shots. Mm-hmm. Um, but every week, um, right now, I utilize Unum for Instagram. It's an app. Mm-hmm. How do, you, how do you say U-N-U-M, that? U-N-U-M, so Unum. Really simple. Uh, Planoly is another really great one. Um, Unum is free for multiple accounts. So I have every Instagram account that Victory has on Unum. Okay. And you, you're able to move around your grid and plan out um, your photos according to you know what looks aesthetic or um, pleasing to the eye. So we do that. And then I actually found their... Um, peak times are really accurate. They're kind of more accurate than Instagram, uh, at least for us. So the there's a little analytic side. The big circle is your peak time. The small circle on it is going to be um, when less of your users are on. Okay. So, That's awesome. Um, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. Unum's great. And then we do have a lot of apps if you're wanting me to kind of... Yeah, that was going to be my okay, next question. Go into that. So when you do uh, organic posting and mm-hmm. stuff, what do you use? Um, so it is a process. Uh, we use, uh, everyone kind of knows InShot, um, IN, and then Shot. Um, it's for video and photo, just like uh, making it story size, putting a border or an effect on it, mm-hmm. uh, speeding it up, trimming it down. InShot's really great for that for stories. You can also, you know, use it to manipulate posts. Um, and then um, we also, also use uh, it's IMG Play Pro, like Image Play Pro, and that is for like gifts. We used to do those a lot more than we do now. Um, okay. We've kind of phased out a little bit, but IMG Play Pro, you take you know um, uh, twenty five pictures of Pastor Paul, like just hold down on the trigger and take a bunch, stick them all in there, and you make a GIF of him walking okay. around on stage. Okay. Um, cut Story is by Instagram. That is going to be to cut your story to fit. Um, it can fit Facebook stories, Instagram stories. Um, you have to pay to get the watermark off, but that's, you know, totally fine. Um, (laughs) one that's kind of fun is unfold. Unfold is a story app. It is a Insta story. It's only for Insta stories. Um, with that, you're putting in images, um, or videos or both into bordered, um, already laid out little things that people, it, you know, so many people use it. It says unfold on the side, like the film. Yeah. Um, thing that's really in right now. Um, So you can purchase new presets in that. It's kind of similar to Visco, I feel like, but just with borders of stories. Um, It'll make it 15 seconds for you with video. And then um, 
glitchy. I think it's glitchy. Glitch. Um, anyway, it is like a video app, and it's it's pretty big right now. Um, and so there's also some old, um, kind of like old film uh, video filters that you could use. Um, but glitchy is like you pay sixty dollars a flat rate one time, or you pay like two ninety two ninety nine a month. For it, okay. So it's very big right now. It's pretty cool, um, just to give different effects on your videos and photos. And the last one I use a lot is just hyperlapse instead of mm-hmm. time lapse for uh, some things. You can determine how fast it is. It's made by Instagram. So awesome! Wow, that was a good rundown. Do you have any to add, yeah. Zach? Um, I don't think. And I there's mean, editing I, apps. I mean, Visco and Lightroom yeah. on your phone. Yeah, I am. I have the Adobe suite. So I'm on, I have photos, the Photoshop apps and the Lightroom apps yeah. and yeah. I'll make stories yeah. with that. And Those I'll use uh, video leap is a video app. And so you can edit, you can mix some videos over top of each other, mm-hmm. uh, do some audio stuff in there. So it's yeah. not premiere pro, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> it is, it is a decent, um, I've found it's very decent for me to use if I'm in a rush and need to make a quick story or yeah. something, I'll yeah. use video yeah. leap. I also, um, I don't have a ton of space right now for Premiere and I'm not really advanced in it, but I've started using just timeline on Photoshop. Mm -hmm. So I'll shoot something on like my DSLR and then, um, you know, get it on my laptop, put it in timeline on Photoshop and like turn it to fit a story. And it just makes it a little bit higher quality. Like we film all of our stories on cameras um, versus on our phones, um, depending on like, you know, how much time you have and all of that. Yeah. Awesome, man! That was a that was a great rundown. Uh, Sorry, a list kind of a lot. So we'll, we will we will put as many of those as possible in the show notes. Do you have any words of encouragement to just fellow creatives, maybe yeah. specifically to social media, or maybe just people in, in the church doing doing this stuff? Yeah, um, if you find yourself passionate to learn and do something, then like, don't let the inspiration be intimidating, you know, Uh, make it something that you thrive off of. And so we live in a world where we're seeing all these new things that everyone's doing all the time. And so it's, it's really easy to get like discouraged if you're not very far along in that. Um, I think I had a season of that. And so it's just like not comparing yourself, but staying inspired um, by it and finding people that you can have common ground with and community that will help you grow in that. And so um, don't stop trying, like jump completely in. And when you submerge yourself in something, you're going to get um, really good at it or you're going to find out maybe it's not your lane (laughs) and you're going to end up finding your lane. Um, But you, you have to try. You can't just like see. So if you see stuff, you know, try and do it. Just just do it. For me, it was I, God had put a lot of dreams in my heart a year and a half ago. And I know for a lot of creatives that we do have dreams and visions. And so staying true to those and even when it gets tough or the, you know, the grit and the grind comes to keep pushing through because it's so rewarding when you look back and you see all that you kind of been through and all the things you did and how God has just elevated you and even brought your design and your creativity to a whole new level. I mean, a year and a half ago, I didn't know anything about video and now I'm working for Victory Church and I'm teaching video editing too at the college here. And so it's all just that. And that was just, you know, God placed a dream on my heart and I just ran for it. And so whatever he's placing on your heart, whatever he's doing in your life, like run towards it.
Well, hey, Kyle, it is time to wrap up the show. And uh, I asked you if you had any soapbox moments. You said none that you could air publicly. Is yeah, that correct? So, uh, no, uh, but you can call me, uh, direct message me, and I'll let you know all my opinions. At Sir Happiness, direct message him. Do you have Lots. it open to where anybody can DM you? Yes. Or, okay. I'm all the way public. Uh, all the way People public. People with private accounts. Russia can still see him. Might as well just make it public. That's true. That is true. Well, if you would like to hear Kyle's soapbox moments that are uh, not endorsed or adhered to by the Create Initiative, you can DM him at Sir Happiness, and uh, he would love to share those moments with you. Yes. Well, Kyle, uh, before we go, since you have no soapbox moments, do you have anything else you would like to share? You ever heard of the Mustang Ramblers? I have not. Bluegrass crew. I, I I like it already. Yeah, that's cool. They played at a funeral here a couple weeks ago. That is. It's a little more sad than what I was wanting that to be, but yeah, they're great. It's quite quite the way to wrap up the show, Kyle. I, I had to run that. sound for them, and I was a little worried, but they just set up three condenser mics. Yeah, and it was. I didn't have to do anything. They sounded like an album. Yeah, I did a, a bluegrass quartet one time, and I was scared to death, but they just did one condenser mic, and luckily we had a pretty fair sound check, and so it took a little while to get that really tuned in, but after the fact, like during the show, I had, like no, nothing changed. It was great. So, all these people talking about banjos and how much they don't like to mic them. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Mustang Ramblers. Check them out. Check them out. Do you need anyone to play at your funeral? <laughs> oh, what a terrible, terrible way to go out. So, hey, Kyle, we need to get out of here. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks with a new episode. But until that time, I'm Jason Evans. This is Kyle Lee. We will see you later. Don't you go dying on me.